What is bravery? Well, it's a term that we overuse. That's for certain in society. We say that NFL players are brave. We say that actors and actresses are brave. But are they actually brave? The definition of bravery is standing up for something even when you stand to lose everything. And on that level, there is really, truly no bravery when it comes to society and the cultural malaise that we're in right now, where everyone seems to be thinking the same thing, repeating the same lines, drinking from the same trough of sludge that comes from corporate America from large manufacturers of pharmaceuticals and from our elitist government agencies, often unelected. These people think and say the same message. And if you deviate from that message, you will be punished. And you see, that's what bravery is really made of. Bravery is the people who deviate from the script and they speak the truth, even when it might cost them everything. And our favorite people, in the political realm are the ones who do that, who speak truth, even though it may harm their careers. They do it for you and they do it to protect you, especially in this era of COVID-19 and vaccine disinformation. The narrative must never be questioned unless, of course, the science calls for and demands it be questioned. Unless, of course, you wish to save your family from a horrible outcome. That may happen because people have deceived you for power. Somebody who is standing against that mob is Dr. Joseph Ladapo here in Florida, the Surgeon General. He has a new book out called Transcend Fear, a blueprint for mindful leadership in public health. He is an MD, PhD from Harvard, and he's a current professor at the University of Florida. The good doctor joins us now. Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, thank you so much for being on the program. Hey, Benny. Thanks for having me on. Really happy to be here with you. So in my introduction there, I was referring essentially to your stance as it pertains to COVID-19 and the COVID vaccines. And I want to really jump into this because right now the CDC is doing a vote on whether vaccines should be issued inside of the vaccine regiment that children get and that is authorized by the federal government. And so based on your current stances, you've really had some incredible dusts up recently and issued some shocking reports about the vaccine and its effect on young men. Uh, I wanted to get your initial reactions to this vote. They voted 15 to zero to add the COVID-19 vaccine, as it's called, to the childhood vaccine schedule, your reaction? Yeah, I think I think there's a vote related to the vaccines for children program and then a vote about adding it to the to the childhood vaccine schedule. And I think that what is what's being reflected is just a a, a need to just essentially push this through irrespective of data, irrespective of unanswered questions related to safety, related to efficacy also. And and I, I, I guess the one thing that is a good thing is that they're at least being consistent. 
because this is the same pattern that we've seen through most of the pandemic where a policy that is desired, you know, like the master, a great example, it wasn't the conclusion when so many people were still testing positive with COVID-19 who were wearing masks and all that stuff was that, you know what, turns out you need two masks or turns out you need you know this extra thing and, and this extra strong mask. And that's really the problem. It's not that the, that is a, it's not what the studies, it's not that the, the mask itself wasn't very effective like the studies have shown. It's because of Omicron or whatever they're they're making up. So this is consistent with just the the compulsive need to kind of keep pushing this product on Americans. But guys, I think parents are answering. Parents are the uptake of these mRNA COVID nineteen vaccines in children has just been abysmal, yeah. and it's been abysmal because. Parents don't believe that the risks are outweighed by the benefits, irrespective of how many times Dr. Walensky and Dr. Fauci and President Biden swear to it. You know, Dr. Fauci, of course, being the same guy who apparently wasn't behind the the school lockdowns after he was behind the school lockdowns. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I guess I'm made a decision to leave Dr. Fauci's neighborhood. I used to live in Washington, D.C., and I moved to Florida for leadership like this. Uh, it's uh, it's a moment that I wanted to take on the show to essentially say thank you for protecting my children and all of the children here in Florida, uh, irrespective of what they do with this vaccine schedule. Is this going to be something that's ever forced upon children in Florida? <laughs> I think... I was on another show and I said something like, honestly, a snowball has a better chance in hell than these vaccines ever being forced on any child in Florida. So, and that's because of our wonderful governor, Governor DeSantis is just, he's been very clear about his evaluation of what makes sense from a policy perspective. And the guy, the guy looks at the studies, he looks at the data. And like most people who can look at data from an unbiased perspective, I mean, it's completely obvious that it is completely unclear whether the benefits of these vaccines in healthy children have anything near as in magnitude as the risks. It's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. You know, we yes. continue to learn new things about, about safety. So it's, it's just, it's silly. Mm -hmm. You said so as much in a recent tweet. Today, we released an analysis on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. The public needs to be made aware of this analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac-related death. Men, 18 to 39, Florida will not be silent on the truth. This got you deplatformed for a while on Twitter. This seems shocking. I thought we were supposed to trust the science. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I was shocked. I, mean, I think really the, the major issue that people should take strong objection to is the fact that these platforms are essentially limiting information that they don't like. Like literally the tweet, I've never had anything removed. And I've written, uh, yeah, obviously this, the, everything with COVID-19 has been a political landmine since the spring of 2020. If anything that is counter to uh, the, the, the general perspective, like whatever the New York Times or Washington Post was saying, 
that that stuff has been it's been it's been deadly for careers. It's been very bad for reputations if you take opposing perspectives. And I've written extensively. I hope have maybe a dozen articles in the Wall Street Journal, for example, over over the course of the pandemic. None of which agreed with the mainstream perspective. I've never been censored once. I was shocked when this happened because, first of all, the tweet is factual. We looked at Florida data. We performed this analysis. There were many findings. The finding that was most concerning, of course, was this heightened, heightened risk in young men from cardiac death. That was a factual statement. And for a statement that is factual and has the intention to inform the public about information to be pulled down, I mean, that's, that's stuff that that people have written about in books in terms of dystopian societies, and they get away with it. And we should not, we should not let that happen. So you have an MD PhD from Harvard. You are a current professor at the university of Florida. Uh, I don't think that any of the censors at Twitter have that kind of pedigree yet some soy infused zit faced communist at Twitter, with a Che Guevara shirt on um, and frappe dribbling, dribbling frappe and ramen noodles dribbling down his chin, can ban you? Can ban a scientist and a high-ranking public official from speaking the truth about science, the science that you have conducted? What kind of a world is this? You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing, spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free, no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold, and Birch Gold has an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. It should trouble all of us. And it's again, it's not about this particular tweet. It's just about this way of doing business in terms of limiting information and communication to the public. I mean, that, that's that's one of that's actually more deeply troubling than the finding. Yeah. You mentioned that the uptake of the vaccine for children, the mRNA vaccine for children is abysmal. I think it's less than five percent of all children across the country, which is, of course, a massive institutional failure for the corporate press um, and for the people who bang the drum for Pfizer around this country. Um, why? Why has it been so abysmal? Well, I, I, I think that you know, we could interview parents, but ultimately what it says is that parents believe that the risks of taking these vaccines outweigh the benefits. 
And this is, of course, despite the shouts from hilltops and mountaintops from Dr. Fauci and Dr. Walensky and the president and other people that every child should, should take these vaccines. And my sense is that it probably reflects the growing distrust. It's so clear that some of our federal leadership clearly doesn't have the best interests of the public in mind. And, you know, Dr. Fauci is just making it even easier. I'm sure you saw him fervently denying that he had anything to do with closing down schools. How can you trust an individual who for months and months criticized anyone who wanted to open schools and was literally the cornerstone of the lock the school down agenda and mission, now denying that he had anything to do with it. How can you trust anything he says? And my hope is that people will see that and, and take it for what it means, which is that you can't trust him. And parents don't trust him with these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in their children. And I'm really glad they don't because I, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a bad idea. I think that I think that the children are better off without them. Can we get into the data that you and your office has uh, uh, been showing to the public and yeah. has been censored for, for? I mean, you're talking children here, 18-year-old men, right? So you're talking high school-aged young boys. So these are kids that could hypothetically still be in uh, in, in public school, right? And you're saying that an 80% increase in death if they have the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. Talk us through the findings of your research. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, it, it's it's just so weird because people on Twitter, they really, they really got very uncomfortable with the study. And so you had a, a range of different things happening. And to, to show how perverse things were, I'm gonna use an example, and I don't mean to pick on this guy because I, I, I have nothing against him, but we used a method called a self-controlled case series. And it's a method that's been published in hundreds of studies. We used it just in the same way that it's been used in many other publications. We did nothing, there wasn't anything novel about the, the study methods. And the chair of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF, one of the best medical schools in the, in the country, put out this criticism of the study that indicated that the guy had no idea, zero idea what the study was actually doing. He did not understand the methods, zero at all. The chair of medicine at one of the most prestigious medical schools in the world was so eager to say something negative about this study that he bothered to do it without first even understanding what the study did. And so that's the state of things. Like that's what, that's what we're facing. And that's the energy from which people, so many people's critiques are coming from. So this method, it's actually, it's a simple method. And all it does is it looks at an event. In this case, we're talking about cardiac deaths and it looks at an exposure. And in this case, we're talking about mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. And it, it's so simple. It just, if there's no relationship between the two, right, then there should be no relationship between the timing 
of the events of the cardiac deaths, right? That's pretty obvious. That's like that's 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 the that's the underlying that's the underlying theory of the method. So we looked over a six month period, and that's people have used similar period. That's a reasonable period, and basically compared the rate of cardiac deaths in the first twenty eight days after COVID nineteen vaccination to the rate of cardiac death in the subsequent five months, so a longer period of time. And it, I mean, it's obvious, right? If, if there's no relationship between the two, you should see the same rate of events. And that's what was found for most subgroups. But for young men, that's not what was found. Instead, what was found was that the rate of events of cardiac death was increased immediately afterward compared to the subsequent five months. Is the study perfect? It's not perfect, but is it the only study that speaks to cardiovascular risk? Not by a long shot. There's an FDA study of Medicare enrollees that shows a 15% increase in acute myocardial infarctions, excessive heart attacks basically, obviously never got any mainstream press, but that's been shown and it's been shown with the boosters. FDA study, again, quietly released, quietly mentioned, no pet press in the media. There's a study that uses millions of patient, millions of patients in Scandinavia, uses data from them, and finds an increased risk of coronary artery disease with the Moderna vaccine, and finds an increased risk of cerebrovascular disease, in other words, strokes, intracerebral hemorrhage, other very bad cardiovascular and thromboembolic outcomes. It's no attention in the press published in a, in, a, in a great journal of the Journal of the American Medical Association. And by the way, used the same method, self-controlled case series. There's another study from Israel that found an association between mRNA COVID-19 vaccine rollout and acute cardiac events in young people. You look at, and then of course, everyone knows about the myocarditis. Here's the dirty secret about the myocarditis, Benny. So the people that want to pretend that myocarditis is a minor issue, the doctors that do this, what they know and are not saying, and I hope someone asks them about it, is that for every case of clinical myocarditis, which is to say for every case that a young man or an adolescent comes in chest pain, shortness of breath, diagnosed with myocarditis clinically, hospitalized, there are a number, an uncertain, an unknown number of other young men who also have cardiac inflammation, but are not coming to the hospital. Maybe it's milder inflammation. Maybe things just feel abnormal. They rest. You know, maybe they, they write it off because they're too busy. Or maybe by the time they get ready to go see the doctor, it's already faded. That's essentially, some people have characterized that as subclinical myocarditis. And we don't know yet, but it's possible. And there's there's probably somewhere between 50 and 100 cases of that for each person who comes to the hospital based on data from Thailand and data from Sweden that is unpublished but reported in the science paper. And I can send your team links. Wow. But basically, it's possible. It's unknown, but it's possible that this signal for increased cardiac risk, not so much so, not so much due to what they like to quote, which are the numbers of the young men who go to the hospital with myocarditis, but all the other young men 
who never make it to the hospital, but have evidence of cardiac injury after mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income. And so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening to the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With Pure Talk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. And then what will that look like later in life? Will that lead to a worse life for these men? We don't know. Certainly, if you're diagnosed with myocarditis, no one wants to be diagnosed with that. I mean, who wants to hear that their heart is inflamed and a young person having to start new medication to prevent their heart from essentially having a fatal arrhythmia and and not being able to exercise for several months? I mean, what young man wants to deal with that? That's a huge pain. And it, it, it may increase the risk of of a future cardiac arrest. So, because the, the inflammation can, can damage the heart tissue. And if yeah. you have damaged heart tissue, that could affect how your heart conducts because your heart is essentially works from through electricity in terms of the, the, in terms of the signals that tell the heart to contract. So it's not trivial. They try to write it off. It's, it's, it's disheartening. It's gross. It's disgusting that they try to write it off as if it's no big deal. Yeah. It's, li- I mean, it's, it's literally disheartening, metaphorically and, and quite literally disheartening. You see every single day we open up, we follow social media and news every day. We open up a brand new story of a young man dropping dead in a choir in Naperville in Illinois just this morning on a football field in Tennessee and in Texas over the last few weeks. Multiple young men who were forced to get a vaccine due to school policies and mandates and Dr. Fauci just dropping dead. These are Olympic athletes that are dropping dead, bodybuilders, and they are collapsing. This is a curse. It is a Black Sabbath on uh, on, on, on young, able-bodied men, is it not? It's, it's I mean, I, I think that it's, you know, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't mean this in a legal sense, but I do think it's criminal. It's just, it's terrible. People have a right to know all the information there's available about their medical choices. Yeah. Like that's, that's not, that's not controversial. That is your God given right. You have the right to 
to make an informed decision. And essentially, unfortunately, many of my colleagues, many of my medical colleagues have decided that people don't have that right. And it's more important to just stick with the script that the CDC or Dr. Fauci is pushing than being honest about our uncertainties in terms of the risks and the benefits. And, and yeah. You, 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 uh, hypothetically, you walk into an elevator in Washington, D.C., you're at an event, Dr. Fauci gets in the elevator, the doors close. What do you say to him? <laughs> I, I don't think I would say, I don't, I'm not sure I have much to say to him at all. I mean, I, I mean, what's the point, right? He's, he's done things, unfortunately, that have misled Americans. And I, I would, I think I would echo my, 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 my governor. You know, I, the sooner he leaves, the better. He's just, there's, he has nothing positive to offer the health of Americans. We actually have, we actually have that clip all lined up. <laughs> Hold on. Here's, here's your, here's your boy. Cause sometimes people will ask me, oh man, how come Florida 84,000 jobs, the rest of the country, you know, what, what could be done to help the rest of the country? And I say, well, you know, the saying that I always think back, and it's a little bit of a flourish on how it's been used previously, uh, but a recession is when your neighbor loses his job. A depression is when you lose yours. A recovery is when Dr. Fauci loses his. I would pay any amount of money that is available in my bank account or any bank account for my employees. We would pool together to have you say that to Dr. Fauci in the elevator. Plus you'd have to look down. He's like, he's like four, he's like four foot one inches tall. You'd have to very much be looking down. When you yeah. Say. Yeah. He would, he's a short guy. <laughs> Why is it? These short guys are always such pricks. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, have, I have some wonderful short friends. I mean, let, let them know. I just want you guys to know. I love you guys. You know, Heidi's all good. All love, except for unless you are a prick and you think that someone's arm and someone's heart and someone's livelihood uh, should be stripped from them if they don't take your experimental drug. And that's yeah. what's wild is, do, do you agree that this is a vaccine or do you agree that this is some type of experimental therapeutic that hasn't even properly been tested according to Pfizer? I mean, I personally do think that it is experimental in the sense that we, the rate at which we're learning new things is not consistent with something that is a known entity or known quantity. So for example, you probably are aware that after swearing up and down that these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines don't show up in breast milk and publishing as much in, I think the Journal of the American Medical Association, well, what do you know? That, that was earlier in the pandemic. Oh, well, what do you know? Not so long ago, you know, several weeks ago, a new study comes out. Oh, well, look at that. The vaccine is, in fact, in the breast milk. So we're learning too many things too quickly. The sperm motility effects, the menstrual cycle effects. People, again, people are like, oh, yeah, not a big deal. Oh, it's temporary. Well, you know what? Why the hell is it happening? You know, that's the scientific yeah. question that we should be investigating. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it is essentially, it is experimental at this point because the unknowns are, are so great. If you were to sit a young man down, you, your study included 18 year olds. If you were to sit down 18 to 25 year olds and you were to say to a young man, Hey, uh, you're going to take this, you're, you're going to take this experimental drug that, uh, you have a 
you have essentially a scientifically 0% chance of, of dying for the thing it's supposed to present, prevent. It doesn't actually prevent that thing. And also it's going to kill your sperm. Uh, <laughs> how do you think young men, I've been an eight, I've been an 18 year old young man. I am a father. Uh, I don't, I don't really uh, think that that's a great trade-off. <laughs> a lot of people would be dashing out the room. You know, I think what's important is is that people have a right to make a decision. They have a right to. It is their God-given right to do that. And, you know, these people that are coercing through lies or force, I mean, that's that's antithetical to, to you know, humanity. I mean, that, that's just, that is the opposite of, that's the opposite of everything that, that's wonderful in this world. We have a breastfeeding child in the house right now. My wife and I want to continue having kids. We love having kids. We'll have a million of them, more Florida, you know, more Florida uh, babies. We had our first Florida baby, very excited about it. And the studies that my wife, who is herself a medical professional and has spoken with your boss many times because they tried to take her nursing license away because she was unvaccinated. And the reason she was uh, unvaccinated, and we did a long conversation about it in our house. The reason is that she kept finding these little snippets about what the vaccine does to children in utero to mother's ability to produce breast milk, uh, clean breast milk. And it, lo and behold, when my wife wanted to donate breast milk uh, to a breast milk donation uh, facility here in Tampa, uh, she was asked directly, are you vaccinated? Because you're not allowed to donate if you are, which is wild to us. Wow. And thank God we remained unvaccinated. Uh, but the effects on pregnant women who of course should be, uh, their health should be valued. Um, no one's health should be valued above anyone else, but pregnant women, I mean, we must protect them like at all costs, right? In this, in this country, it seems as though they are almost being exclusively targeted by propaganda. Um, and they may be suffering the greatest along with their innocent uh, little unborn babies. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, I mean, that was, that's ridiculous that that happened at a breast, milk donation site that's just that's so weird like why would you you know if they had concerns about COVID 19 they could they could test oh i'm sorry doctor they said if you're vaccinated you can't donate if you're unvaccinated oh, you can yes. i see well i think that it's i can understand why someone would reach that decision based on the uncertainty and look at this study that again is showing a relationship and it's not to say that the study is definitive, but it is to say that there are a lot more questions that need to be answered, and we don't have those answers yet. But yeah, this the the pushing on pregnant women is it, it, it that was that was something that that I I really also had trouble with because it's essentially you know, the pregnant woman exclude them from the clinical trial, you get the clinical trial results, and you immediately start pushing it on pregnant women. Who were excluded from the clinical trials and i'm just like why is that and we certainly you know fortunately most pregnant women are young healthy women unfortunately covid 19 can can increase the risk of an adverse event in in some of those women and that's that's important you know it's also a reason to to reemphasize early treatment and, and to have thought more about that for one young woman but the idea that you push something that factually you really don't know enough about 
They weren't included in the trials. You don't know. I mean, you don't know. But you present it to pregnant women, as, as many pregnant women told me, in terms of their conversations with their obstetricians, you present it as a known quantity. It, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's immoral and it's, it, it undermines the dignity of the patient you're communicating with. Yeah, yeah. Dignity seems to be the real thesis and the bedrock of your brand new book, Transcend Fear, a Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. You certainly have embodied that here in the state of Florida. Can you tell us about your new book? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I've written, I wrote a book that there's biographical information and some of the details of me coming to this position, my time at UCLA before as a professor there and a research professor and a clinician before coming to this position. But there's also, I also talk about myself and specifically, I personally, I was, I was abused by a babysitter when I was young, sexually abused by a babysitter. And that affected how affected my life in a way that I didn't realize, not in a good way, of course, but it affected my ability to connect with other people. And, and I fell in love with my wife and it, these problems just really erupted like a volcano because that's what love does. And that fortunately I was able to find a guy named Christopher Maher, who's a, he's a Navy SEAL. And he just, he developed methods to help people get the stress and the tension and the trauma out of their physical bodies through Chinese medicine and Chinese Meridian theory stuff. Wild stuff that I never would have imagined I'd ever try, but my wife insisted. And it not only worked, it's, it basically made everything possible in terms of what I did during the pandemic, all this writing I did, all the, everything I did, withstanding all this junk and lies and, and crap they throw at me. And anyway, I could never have done that beforehand because I was disconnected from myself. But now I'm in tune with myself, in tune with my heart, in tune with my soul, in tune with the world around me. And I can do lots of stuff now. And it's a heart free of myocarditis, which is very helpful to be in tune with. Uh, can you give people, because it is, it has been shocking, quite frankly, to, I mean, shocking might be the wrong word for it, but everyone seems to be so paranoid and frantic uh, on a from a federal medical community and then watching you perform in your position and perform your duties, you have been calm. You have practiced, as the title of the book says, mindful leadership in public health. You seem to be focused on the data and presenting of that data and without bias uh, or a preference. And your sole focus seems to be on the people of Florida and the health of their children and their families. Um, can you present to us a lesson perhaps from this book uh, that has given you that sort of resolve in, in, in through this maelstrom, um, which has been in, incredibly handled by you and your team? Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Honestly, I, I write a chapter in the book about how when emergencies happen, that's really when people are tested and people think that, oh, you know, the most important thing in an emergency is, is experience is incredibly important, but, you know, experience or where you went to school or, you know, how smart you are and things like that. And actually, that's not, none of that is true. The most important thing in an emergency is how much work you've done on yourself. And 
that that's the most important thing in emergency because the nature of emergencies are to rip you disconnect you from the things that most make you you so fear comes up you know self-doubt comes up um uh, you know agitation irritation lots of emotions come up and fortunately for me i had i was so blessed to i mean unfortunately something terrible happened to me which made me kind of be a, a mess internally, but did get me to a guy that helped me get free of all of that through hmm. mostly again, physical methods, because the stress that we lives in the body and it can come out through manipulations of the body. And so when you can be as free as possible from the fear, from the shame, from the self doubt, from the agitation, from all that stuff that, you know, most everyone on this planet deals with on a daily basis. Well, you are more prepared than anyone else is to face an emergency, to face a crisis, and to do so in a way that is consistent with your values and your intention, rather than, you know, being scared because people are going to think you're not as smart as you were, or people are going to think you don't know what you're doing, or people are going to call you bad names and write articles about you and make stuff up, you know? So you're, you're able to, you're able, it's not easy. You have to work at it, but the work isn't out there. It's not about what's out there. It's about what's in here. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I've fortunately been able to do. And that's what's allowed me to do what I've done and it ain't over. I'm going to keep doing it. Have you practiced any Chinese spiritual healing or any medicine of calm on your boss, Governor DeSantis? Have you shared any of this with Governor DeSantis? Because that, that boy is cool, cool as a cucumber. He is, he is. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the governor's regimen is, but I personally do, do literally physical exercises every day designed to help continue just getting the stress out of the body and, and keeping me at top performance. Well, uh, we have one final Ron DeSantis clip for you to react to. When you watch him say things like this to the national press, we would really like to hear what's going on inside of your mind. You know, Governor, the president had a lot to say yesterday, and he didn't say your name, but obviously was referring to you. What do you have to say to him back when it came to about the mask mandates? Well, I would just say generally, when you're taking action that's unconstitutional, that threatens the jobs uh, of the people in my state, uh, many, many thousands of jobs. Uh, I'm standing for them. We're going to protect their jobs against federal overreach. And this is a guy who criticizes the state of Florida for protecting parents' rights. He says school boards should be able to eliminate parents' rights and force five-year-old kids to wear masks all day. That's what he thinks is appropriate government. Yet, here he comes from Washington, D.C., instituting an unprecedented mandate which even his own people have acknowledged in the past is not constitutional that's not leadership and i think the problem i have with joe biden more than anything this guy doesn't take responsibility for anything he's always trying to blame other people blame other states this is a guy that promised when he ran for president that he would shut down the virus if you look now there's 300 percent more cases in this country today than a year ago when we had no vaccines at all. So his policies are not working. He's doubling down on things that are gonna be very destructive for the livelihoods of many, many Americans and obviously gonna be destructive uh, to our constitutional system and the rule of law. And so 
what's going through your head as you're watching? That was early on in COVID. So people forget how brave that was for a governor to say that. No governors were ever speaking like that early on, right? And yes. so this this bravery is is really structural inside of the unit that you work with in the governor's office, is it not? Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's one of the things that I admire most about Governor DeSantis is that he's got he's got tremendous integrity. And, you know, not everyone can sense authenticity, but a lot of people can sense authenticity. And he means what he's saying. And he clearly meant what he was saying in those in that clip. And yeah, it goes against things. It's risky, but people admire that. They admire courage. They admire integrity. They admire authenticity. And they admire him for those reasons. Uh, doctor, I just want to say in conclusion, you have a, an enormous amount of admirers in my household. They are actually going to be joining our, uh, joining our broadcast right now. My wife wanted to say hi, uh, along, along with our baby. Oh, so cute. Hey guys. Hey guys. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Oh, hey, hope you're getting some sleep. <laughs> We're out of that stage, and I'm, I miss it, but at the same time, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a great sleeper, thankfully. Good. I'm glad. I got, yeah. Very cute. Very cute. Thank you. Well, we're, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, what you've done for this state, the stand that you've taken for science. I'm a nurse. We moved I know you are. Oh yeah. yeah, we met. We met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you meet a lot of people, but it it really is. It's incredible to watch what you're doing. So thank you for being such a brave voice out there. Oh, thank you, thank you. You too. Well, <laughs> great to see you today. Thank you. All right. You too. You too. Uh, uh oh. Cute. Cute. We're having a party here. Okay. Uh, can you say thank you to the good doctor for making sure that you can stay. If a free baby in Florida. Say thank you. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> there is this uh, this milk is mRNA vaccine free. Amen. To that. Yeah. All right, girls. Come on. All right. Well, th hey, uh, doctor, we just want to say thank you. I mean, truly, as a family, this is the reason why we moved to Florida. And we talk about it a lot. But the reason we moved to Florida is to be able to make choices. All you're doing is giving my family the ability to make choices that we believe morally and are physically right for our family. And it's amazing how that is rare, but that's what actual bravery looks like now. And we say thank you. Oh, well, you're, you're so welcome. I'm glad that I can I can I can help in that way for your family. And I'm, you're so welcome. You can count on it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, God bless you, uh, doctor. And please, ladies and gentlemen, go pick up Dr. Joseph Lapido's brand new book, Transcend Fear, A Blueprint for Mindful Leadership of Public Health. And if you're watching this from a blue state or a state where they're trying to come after your children and say that you have no rights as a parent, you can come on down here to Florida. The water's warm. Yeah, it gentlemen. is. Water's warm. We know millions of you has made this decision. Look at this leadership and be thankful. We certainly are. Thank you, doctor. Oh, thank Thanks, Ben.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, a final sign-off here uh, from The Benny Show. We say thank you for watching. This is what we have been blessed with more than anything in, in the state of Florida is leadership, brave leadership that tells the truth. And that is all you can truly ask for uh, these days. And it is uh, incredible how rare it is and how powerful it is and how just a drop of truth evaporates an ocean of lies. And we are thankful and blessed here in the state of Florida for such brave leadership. God bless all of you. Thank you for watching our special with Dr. Joseph Lapido. My name is Benny Johnson, and this has been The Benny Show.